along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about, oh, the credit crunch and how some Kiwis are really feeling it, not being able to get money from the bank in order to go and purchase property or to repair their properties if they're looking for additional mortgages to do that. Now, I'm sure you're like us here, reading stuff, reading the New Zealand Herald, knowing that it's actually not very good for you to do so. But nonetheless, I'm risking my high blood pressure reading it. (laughs) And there are so many stories about people finding it really tough to get lending out from the banks. Why? Because of the little old triple CFA that we've talked about ad nauseum on the show, and now it's really coming to bite. And so we're going to go through some of the case studies that we've seen recently and just talk about potentially how long this piece of legislation, the triple CFA, the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act. Now, Andrew, I know you saw one particular case study that raised both of our eyebrows. Yeah, the headline was Dunedin Woman Says Urgent Extension to Mortgage Decline Because of a 187 Kmart trip. Now, I've been to Kmart over the break to buy some stuff for the kids. $187, you'd almost have the entire store. It's so cheap there. Anyway, the New Zealand Herald was talking about a 53-year-old couple who have got, obviously, a huge amount of work-life left. They wanted to add on 80000 more to their mortgage for repairs to the house. So they weren't going to go and waste the money. And this was to replace a deck that was rotting and expected to fall through soon. And asbestos found in the fuse box, meaning that the whole place needed to be rewired. So fairly important jobs. And the reasons the bank said no, well, When they looked at the bank statements, there was a $100 trip to the warehouse. There was a $187 trip to Kmart in Vicargo. The credit card wasn't used in a year. And the bank also queried the husband's daily trip to the dairy just to buy a drink while he was at work. And a quote from these guys, they had a mortgage for 17 years. They've never missed a payment, never asked for a mortgage holiday. So they're pretty good customers. And I think that's quite a fair statement. 100%. And I think one of the big outcomes of this act is that there are credit worthy borrowers out there who have paid the same mortgages, have made these payments the same for the past 17 years, 20 years, and they are being turned down. Now, what's interesting is that the percentage of mortgage applications approved has fallen in November, late November, it was about 36% of mortgage applications were approved. It's fallen to about 30% for December. And when you're looking at the data from Centrix, it was all pretty consistent through November and October, you know, just over a third approved, just over a third approved. It's fallen by almost a quarter, actually, 20%-ish drop-off of those applications approved, according to Centrix, which is a credit bureau. Now, I haven't seen the seasonal trends. Perhaps December always drops off, but when it's been consistent for almost the whole year, it's amazing to see that Banks are simply declining more mortgages or mortgage applications compared to what was the case in the past. It's gone from, again, 36% down to 30%, so it's about a 20% drop in those applications being approved. Now, let me ask you this, Andrew. What are affected borrowers doing? So what are people who want to go out and borrow money, if they're a bit marginal, what are some of the things they're doing? Well, the advice from one mortgage broker suggested the CCCFA and the banks presume that borrowers are incapable of making sound financial decisions. That's a quote, yeah, so everybody quote. knows. And so the advice from this broker 
broker to first home buyers is to live like a pauper for three months. No discretionary spending, absolutely no consumer debt, which means avoid things like lay-by and afterpay. And the last part of his quote was, nobody likes this legislation, not even the banks. So there probably will be some change. And what the interesting thing here is is we are seeing, particularly first-home buyers, really peering back their spending for the three months. Now, this is the thing. What do you do when you apply for a mortgage? You give them three months of bank statements, six months worth of credit card statements. Now, if you can make your bank statements look good for the three months you give them, then you've got a higher likelihood that that mortgage application is going to get approved. Now, of course, not everybody has to do this. If you're a bit higher income, you might be okay. But that's why you'd want a mortgage broker to be able to tell you whether you're going to have to do this or not. And this was actually backed up by one case study I've read. This was by a Dunedin woman who was declined her mortgage application. The bank said she spent too much at restaurants. She needed a loan extension for some urgent repairs to her roof. And her and her husband's combined income was 200 grand. They're basically millionaires for Dunedin. <laughs> She'd been with that bank for 20 years, had two mortgages with them over that time. Again, never missed a payment, but they said, hey, you've been eating out too much, so we're not going to lend you the money. Ridiculous. Now, from her perspective and her here quote, it's ridiculous. Do they expect us to live like monks? Now, this couple could and is planning to spend three months watching very carefully what they spend money on so they can get it approved. But then here's the thing, and she makes a really good point. Well, after those three months, we'll be straight back to the restaurant. Absolutely. What's the point? And I think this is the great farce of it, right? It's a, it's a, is this your word of the week, by the way? The <laughs> farce. It's an absolute farce because, okay, we'll live simply for three months and then you'll just yeah, be back wank. to it. Once the once the bank lender gets approved, you're just back to your usual habits. So what's the point of this? It's such an issue. And there's another one that I saw that you're going to talk to us about is from Timaru. Uh, the Timaru first-time buyer. So this is a 21-year-old aircraft engineer apprentice and he's buying his first home in Timaru, had a 20% deposit, so awesome, but still had to live like a pauper. So, like, you know, in the good old days, if you had a 20% deposit, the bank didn't really care about much at that stage. You know, they'd do a quick service and calculation. That was about it. Makes me glad I don't do mortgages nowadays. He cancelled his Netflix and Disney Plus subscriptions. That's you, the great you, horror. You couldn't do that, could you? Not my Disney Plus. <laughs> what do you even watch on Disney Plus? Oh, well, I've started watching Star Wars for the first time ever. I've never watched I've I've never seen it either. Oh, I we mean, need to have a movie yeah, date night. No, you're, like that's a very nerdy thing to watch. And I think that the problem is you don't need any more nerd <laughs> fact, do you? Anyway, I digress. This guy stopped going out with friends. I mean, that would be your delight. You Like any excuse not to go out, you'd be happy with. One of the quotes was, I just kind of become a bit of a hermit at home. I cut a hell of a lot of things out, he says, with a smile on his face from Ed McKnight. It's pretty hard being 21 and saying no to your mates. <laughs> hey, look, do you mind uh, we just go for a walk instead? But look, this is going to pay off later on because I'm getting on the property ladder early. And he's dead right. I guess a few months worth of sacrifice isn't massive in the grand scheme of things, but it is dumb. His transport costs came into scrutiny, so this guy actually stopped going to Christchurch to see friends and family for three months. It's just so stupid, really. Uh, Whether it's the legislation or the way it's been implemented, whatever the reason why this credit crunch is happening, and clearly it's not because the banks don't have money, it's because the way that mortgages are being reviewed has changed, and 
It's so farcical. Now, how is the industry reacting? Yeah, Rudd has to have a shot every time he says that. There's been a petition started by JB from Squirrel, and you can sign this if you want to at change.org, and I'd encourage everyone to go and read it at the very least. As of the date of the recording, there's 9,747 signatures so far, 200,000 views, and 3,500 social media shares. And actually, the one thing this has migrated into, there's now a formal petition on the New Zealand Parliament website. Did you? People might not know this, that there is a website specifically for- <laughs> If you for, go out with your friends at the weekend, you probably won't know this either. <laughs> that there is a website for official parliamentary petitions. So if you want to sign something, that's probably the best way to go about it because that petition then gets presented to Parliament. Now, the outcome from that is that the Minister of Commerce has- has come out, so this is David Clark, has come out and asked the Reserve Bank, the Treasury and the FMA, as well as MB and the Commerce Commission, to investigate whether banks and lenders are, quote, implementing the triple CFA as intended. Now, if this is not a hospital pass, I don't know what is, because rather than looking at the legislation and saying, hey, look, maybe we this isn't up. The, maybe this isn't very good, it's saying, well, oh no, the banks aren't implementing it as we would have liked. So the minister has also said that maybe the credit crunch is down to LVR changes or OCR changes. Oh, really? Definitely <laughs> not. Down to the triple CFA. So it's good that there will be some review. I expect that while credit is very tight now, that may not be the case in three, six, nine, 12 months time. So this will be a period where bank lending is very tight. I expect it will improve in the future yeah. as we see a natural ebb and flow. These things tend to happen. Now, if you want to sign that petition that we just mentioned, the parliamentary petition, then I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes. So tap or swipe over the cover art. There'll be a link in there, or of course you can Google it. And if you are thinking about what your next step in property investment is for 2022, then I encourage you to check out our next steps video course, which is available on our website. Hey, look, I know that when we were talking about this over the summer break, turns out that the link didn't work. We're we were away on holiday, so didn't even realise that. So what I've done is I've put it on the Opus Partners website, just on the homepage. If you go to opuspartners.co.nz, it'll be the first thing that comes up so you can check out that Next Steps property course. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nuckle. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the Zealand property market. Until next time.